Welcome to the Sports Bros Podcast, featuring the almighty B-Live, the money man, Scotty D, and your host, the head of creative, Eddie Cool. The Sports Bros Podcast, by the fan, for the fan, talking sports just the way you like it. And without any further ado, let's give it up for the Sports Bros. It's Tuesday. Ain't you know what it means. It's time once again for your favorite sports podcast, none other than the Sports Bros Podcast. It's episode number 158. I got it on my phone, so that way I won't lose count. You know, that's how we keep things on the phone, as you can see, the top of the order, the rundown, choices of the voices. You're taking a sneak peek of how the sausage is made, all right? But enough of my incoherent rambling. I do this with two of the best co-hosts in the world. Introducing back from New York, the almighty be live. What's happening? What's going on in the world today? I'm going to start this off first and foremost. I'm back here in Fayetteville. Um, I was in New York City this weekend, and it was hot. It was really, really, really hot. And just so I don't know if y'all notice when you see me on the camera or whatnot, I might be slightly out of shape. I'm in pain. And it was hot. And it was, I sweated a lot. But I can say this. People that were in shape also suffered because it was hot. And there was a lot of, um, there was a half marathon in New York this weekend. And I do want to say to those, there was actually one person that passed away because of the extreme heat and um, a lot of people that were um, hospitalized. So I don't make light of that um, to their families and everything because it was really hot. It was really hot in New York City this weekend. And I, I got to make some life choices. I got to exercise more. Drink water, exercise. But this show is not about me exercising. It's, all, it's about me exercising my right to make jokes about sports and anything that the other guy says. So, I mean, let's go ahead and introduce the other guys so we can go ahead and get some things popping up in here because, you know, he got something ridiculous to say about something. So I'm waiting for it. Eddie Cool. <laughs> and speaking of the other guy, he is the pride of Washington, Pennsylvania, the one, the only, the main event, a.k.a. Next caller, please, the money man, Scotty D. I want to wake up in a city that never sleeps and find I'm king of the hill top of the heap <laughs> be live from the big apple and the apple took a bite out of him Woo! <laughs> my man is hurting from doing some walking but he is he's here he's playing he's playing injured today <laughs> we appreciate the, the efforts so I, I'll go easy on you this week no, 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 no. I don't want no going easy on me. Because I'll go easy on you. I don't want to. I don't want to make here, you feel feel bad after a here, here long we, here long weekend. Here we go. That BS again. He always. I'll be kind. Jesus, I'll, no, you won't. I will be. I'll be kind to you. Right. This week. That's not. That's not how we do things here. That's not at all. If a, hey, if you if you if you don't fire back, and I'm telling you, I'm coming with. It. Let's go. Let's get it. Straight up habanero. So as they mentioned earlier, drink more water. 
He's like on shoes. Go ahead. Let's go. <laughs> but y'all need some more. All right, fellas, enough of the uh, shenanigans and everything else. Let's go ahead and hop into the top of the order. All right, let's get this thing started. Here it is, the top of the order. Playoffs, fellas, NBA playoffs. And Scotty D, as you said in the group chat last night, you are sick and tired of teams hucking and chucking up threes every chance they get. Tell us a little about the game last night between the Mavericks and the Golden State Warriors, if you will. Well, in game two on the road, the Mavericks jumped out to a 19-point lead on Golden State. And then the third quarter happened, and they shot like two of 13, I believe. And the next day, the headline from Jason Kidd, the head coach, I wish we would shoot less threes. We needed, we needed to run better offense. Quit shooting so many threes, we were cold. He said something to that effect. I'm like, okay, well, as a coach, call timeout and say, we're going to run a pick and roll, and if anybody shoots a three, I'm going to fine you because we're not making them. Anyway, the 19-point lead disappeared. Golden State goes on to win game two. Fast forward to game three, the first quarter. I think Luca hit one at the buzzer at the first quarter, three-pointer, to make them two of 13 or two of 14 for the first quarter. In the meantime, the second quarter, Golden State, not exactly lighting it up. They go 12 straight three-pointers missed. Good God. At halftime. Here we go, halftime. Mavericks, six of 25, 25 attempts from three-point range. That's 24%. Golden State was better, five of 19 for 26%. And that's when the old remote control popped out of my hand and said, enough is enough. Good night, guys. And I understand that Golden State won because I saw Steph Curry with his mouthpiece all popping up out of his mouth. He's chewing the side mouthpiece, doing his shimmy shaking, big faces in the camera. Good. You made a three-pointer. Congratulations. That game was terrible. I couldn't watch it. I, it was basketball. NBA basketball right now is terrible when it comes to this. I, I told you about the Celtics doing that in the, the last series, and these teams are just – they're shooting themselves out of, the, out of winning games. They're shooting – the Mavericks shot themselves out of a game two victory on the road. And then they didn't learn their lesson, went right back at it in, in game three at home. And that series is over. Golden State's going to the finals. Uh, I haven't even gotten started to think about the Heat and Celtics yet. They're all banged up in that series. Everybody's hurting in that series, like a war zone over there. But anyway, be live. Hard to disagree with me, I would think, in this situation. Am I, am I right? Well, even if I told you that you were wrong, you would think that you're right anyway. And then somewhere down the line, you would argue, oh, I owned you again. Or I, you know what? <laughs> but I'm not I'm, wrong, just, so you can't say that. So Why, why I can't say that? Because but, one team shot 24% at the half, and the other shot 26 at the half in three-point land. And nobody's making adjustments, say, let's cool off, from sh let's shoot less of those, more pick and rolls. You know, the Mavericks in the first half, all their points were either three-pointers or in the paint. That means rebounds, putbacks, and maybe maybe Luca did a little flip thing or something in the paint. But they, they weren't they weren't shooting anything mid range. Nothing nothing like that. It was either three points or in the paint. Terrible, well, terrible basketball. Here's the reason why I say you're not wrong, but the way that you're reacting to the way you're reacting to this, you're acting like this is something new. Did you not watch any regular season? Like why did you think no. this season? No, these teams were apples. 
Why would you think these teams would magically transform into this transition and or half court offense and come down and cut towards the basket? Nobody cuts towards the basket anymore. If I see one more transition fast break where you got three on one, two on one, and the person that doesn't have the ball shoots out and go runs all the way out to the three point line when the lane is wide open. Yes. But I'm just like I I agree with you all that. It's the fact that you <laughs> your hysteria for something that's been going on all season. Yes, it's a, it's the Western Conference Finals. I'm expecting to watch good basketball at this point. Everybody should be playing tip top, and it's terrible. It's it's terrible. It's a three point shooting contest. It's not even really basketball. It's it's so hard to watch. The last couple of years, I've, I've watched less and less regular season basketball every year and trying to stick it out for the playoffs. But it was so hard for me to watch Sunday night because 24%, 26%, they just keep, guys, keep jacking them up there. Keep, keep throwing them up. Keep clanking them off. You, and you want to you know why? Because I watched this. I actually watched this. Players are incredibly uncomfortable shooting the mid-range shot. You should see it. You should see it. Yeah. You're right. They're incredibly they like it's like something that they don't know how to do anymore. They I, really I don't. You, I think they don't. I think you're right. Like yeah, I've seen them where they they they'll have a wide open eighteen to twenty footer, and they'll figure out a way to take one dribble, take three steps back to yeah. now shoot an off balance three pointer because they feel more comfortable shooting a three point basket. I've seen it way too many times. That's why I appreciate somebody like Jim, um, um, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy, um, Jimmy Buckets, because he has that mid-range game. He has that all-around yep. game. I like to see it, and that's where, like, two two-pointers is m- way more than zero three-pointers or one three-pointer. It, the, like, that whole part, like, that middle part, like, outside the paint, inside the three-point line, it doesn't exist anymore. I get you on that. One thing that I do like, on the other hand, that I I have to I had to adjust because of it, is teams that move off of the ball. Dallas is way too Lucas centric to be successful. Like that yeah. is 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 evident. I love the way that Golden State <laughs> as they move off of the ball. It's not the Steph Curry show. It's not the Clay Thompson show. Not the Jordan Poole show. It's not the Anthony Wiggins show. It, I mean, Andrew Wiggins show. It's not the Draymond Green show. Did you, I mean, Kevin Looney's stepping up and getting yeah. rebounds. That's so many. I just named all of those players off the top of my head. I don't have any notes in front of me because you know why? Because at some point in time, each one of them have the ball and they're contributing. I can't. I can't name half the players. And they're shooting. Dallas. They're not all shooting only three pointers either. Those guys will shoot other shots. Right. They're cutting towards the basket. Yeah. And two was it Andrew? Was it Wiggins that um um that just oh completely destroyed Luca on a dunk? Oh. Oh. And they called even, even Luca was foul. And they called an offensive foul. And I'm only looking at the camera like, um, where do you see that at? I don't see. I didn't see a foul. He he flopped like nobody's been in. Got it so, but. He, he got dunked on. Yeah, he fell uh, over. That, that, that's the kind of basketball I like to see. So that's why I try to – glasses half full, Scotty D. Glasses half full. Not everything has to be negative. 
There's some things you can pick out of it. I like the defense that I see in both the Miami and Boston series. That's going to seven, as I predicted before. Golden State, you go ahead and bring out the broom. I don't know why I have this right here with me, but I have it. It's a broom. Hey, I was, I was, I was cleaning out. earlier. I was cleaning earlier. There is this dome. But um, just don't ask. I have props. But <laughs> as yeah. he tosses the broom on camera, this is great. <laughs> All this is going on YouTube. <laughs> All of it is. But, man, it, it's one of those things. I, I appreciate what I see because the team that can perform what the new age offense is better, Steph Curry originated. And he has a message for all those kids out there that keep jacking up three-pointers. I didn't tell you to shoot that shit. He did I say that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't tell y'all to shoot. <laughs> he's getting blamed. He's getting blamed for, <laughs> yeah, for the state blamed. of basketball. And I, I've been saying that for a couple years now. So evidently, I'm not the only one that feels that way. If he's if he's feeling the heat from school teachers or coaches or whoever else is yelling at him. Or, but yeah. He's saying, I, I didn't tell everybody just to keep shooting those. But he does it because he can, because he's he's the best ever at it. Oh, I, I I had a coach back um thirty well uh, I'll say what let's see twenty five years ago twenty seven you were deadly with it back when you were deadly with it yeah I tried that one time I tried to I tried a logo three because I I I it was my first time playing and I I shot a logo three I made it and I was immediately on the bench even though I made it <laughs> he, he, that, he's like. The coach was like, "That is, we did not draw up that play ever. Why did you think you were just going to – that is not in the playbook ever. I was like, oh, you're right, you're right. All right, coach. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if coaches, more coaches were doing that these days, but no, they're too busy AAUing it and all these different travel leagues and nobody's really coaching anymore. They're trying to make their kids into stars. And every right. kid is just uh, – I'm not even going to talk about that. That's just – and Amtrak this thing before well, I go down a whole nother well, 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 I t- well, I'll tell you one thing. Um, I've had a chance to cover some of my high school basketball up in Northeast Ohio, and um, it's not really like that. It's not really well, like that. You know, I mean, when, when you know, if you're open, you're going to shoot the three, but it's not huck and chuck every time you go up and down the court. Oh, I need to come up there then, because everywhere I go, that's all I see. Yeah, the, 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 the huck and chuck, I mean, I, the, the coaches up here, they teach fundamentally sound basketball. Look, if you want a fast break, take it to the cup. Don't kick it out to nobody. If, if you're out there, you know, by, by the perimeter, crash in a little bit in case, you know, he botches the layup or botches the dunk and get the ball. And if you feel like you want to, you know, kick out and shoot it to a mid-range two or three, go ahead and do that, man, because this, this hucking chuck, I, I understand where you come from, Scotty D. This, this can be some um, unenjoyable basketball to watch. <laughs> All right, so we saying um, – it's all over but the crying for the Golden State and the um, Dallas series. And as far as the um, the Boston and Miami series, this could go to seven. And who we got in that series? We all picked Boston last week. Mm, okay. I still, I, I, and, I, I, and, and my and my feelings change on it every time I watch them play because it's, yeah. the, it's such a seesaw so far. Yeah, the Jason Tatum, the Jason Tatum roller coaster. If he yeah. <laughs> Like the uh, like, they lost. He scored ten points. He wins. He scores thirty eight. Like Jalen Brown scored forty in a loss. Like, like they have all around talent, but it's just one of those things that when somebody is cold on Boston, they are cold. And yeah. I'm still trying to, I'm still trying to figure out how Miami with the lineup that they have, how are they winning games? 
I mean, I think Cal Lyra's coming off the bench. I don't even know the starting point guard, shooting guard at this point. Tyler Hero's coming off the bench. But hey, I think they, he I think he's missing game four, though. I think he's out for game four hurt, if I'm not Kyle, mistaken. Well, Kyle Lowry hurt again. Yeah. I think I think Hero might be out. Mm. Oh boy. When I'm not sure. Don't don't quote don't quote me on that. But I thought I heard him say that on the radio today. I might I might be wrong. I might be uh I might be all goofed. Just a little <laughs> bit. All right, moving right along to the playoffs. We got the Stanley Cup playoffs, not, the, not just the NHL playoffs. And, fellas, I had a chance to watch Friday night the Battle of Alberta because I was at a bar the other, uh, Friday night, and I was like, oh, why are Calgary and Edmonton at each other's throats? Why is it getting chippy? And then it said, Pating! it is the Battle of Alberta. For those of you who don't know what that meant, what I mean by that, by the Battle of Alberta, um, <clears throat> Canada is divided up into provinces, kind of like we got states here, but they got provinces. They got big old provinces. It's like the city in the middle, up north is extreme cold, down south is almost the U.S., and then you got Calgary and Edmonton. They're not too far apart from each other. And so I was like, wow. I was like, why, why are they why are they at each other's throats like that? Like, what's really going on? I was like, oh, I understand. Now it's the Battle of Alberta. So Friday night's game over the Western Conference was real chippy, real chippy. Edmonton got to a big lead. In the um, first period, there was a little bit more fighting going on, and Edmonton wound up winning five to three against the Calgary Flames. Be live. When will our Carolina Hurricanes win a game on the road? The hell if I know. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. That needless to say, this weekend was a little rough on me because I didn't get to um, take in all the sports that I wanted to just because of, I mean, I was up there with a bunch of people. I had a great time, but when you get like, I think we had a group of 10, you got 10 different people, different agendas. Uh, I, I tried to cut away to go. I was like, you know what? A lot, lot's been going on. I'm going to hang out with my peoples. So I'll catch it on the phone. It's, it's, a, I, I look at it this way. In both the Boston Bruins series and the um, Rangers series, I think the Hurricanes are the better team. I think they're a better team. It shows more at home than it does away. But I think when teams are they're away, they are, I mean, when they're at home, they have that extra fire in them. And, of course, when you have your back against the wall, that's a whole other element within itself. So these teams are playing outside of themselves when they get home. But at the end of the day, Carolina handles business at home. I would really, really please for the love of God win one game out. They're six and zero at home, zero and four away. I, That's I mean, they don't, they don't necessarily have to win on the first. They keep keep they don't have at home because um, what's happening right now on the other side of things is that um, the Presidents Cup might um, winner might be getting might I might need to go grab my broom again. Because the yeah. Florida Panthers are getting They're about to get swept. <laughs> yeah, the, the two time, two time defending undisputed Stanley Cup Lord, Stanley Cup holders, Tampa Bay Lightning. Right now, the way it looks, if they, things stay par for the course, it would be Carolina versus Tampa Bay. And because of the um the regular season record, Carolina would have home um, home ice advantage. So Hey, 
They don't necessarily have to change it. They keep winning at home, but I really would like them to win one game, just one game on the road. I really, man, I I had my um I had my um, Hurricanes mask on in New York City, and I was like, but huh, I kept looking around. I was like, you know what? My back hurt too much. I don't really want to. I, I really don't want to have to go for blows with all these people up in New York. That you know what? Of all <laughs> places, of all I'm places. I'm a I'm a I'm a calm it down. I have my Atlanta Braves mask. I literally took my Atlanta Braves mask to. Um, I'll talk about that later when I was up in New York. I was ready for controversy, but my body, <laughs> my it just yeah. Uh, whoo, oh. Yeah, I don't know. I, I tell you, boy, I'm, well, I'm all right, though. I'm all right. <laughs> well, things are definitely really chippy in the Calgary uh, Edmonton series, as as Eddie was saying. Um, and I don't know if you saw at the end of game three, he was talking about game two. And then in game three, Edmonton's up for nothing. And uh, Calgary's for Milan Lukic hits Mike Smith, the goalie behind the net as he was playing the puck. He got a five-minute game misconduct. Uh, Smith had to come out for a concussion, even though he says he never even hit his head. But that there was only four minutes remaining. They end up holding on to win, so they're they're up. Um, and then the other side, I picked Colorado to win the whole thing. They lost home ice to St. Louis, and then went and gained it right back in Game Three. They're up two to one, and uh, the Penguins signed Brian Rust in the biggest news of the NHL so far uh, this past week. Brian Rust will not be leaving Pittsburgh. He's sticking around. So that, that that's a uh, <laughs> big, big news going on. Yeah, so, yeah. You, you, you found you found a way to make it about yourself. It's, it's, I did. Yeah, I did. Because I, I, did watch I, don't, a, I watched I don't a little of your Carolina game and they didn't, you know, I didn't want to say much about them going down. I watched a little bit of that Calgary situation and these others, these other games going on. I still like my pick of uh, Tampa and in, in, in uh, Colorado in the finals. I'm still I'm still feeling that pick is okay. Colorado to win the whole thing. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. But I, I'm I'm other other than the Rangers and the Hurricanes. I'm I'm really invested in this battle of Alberta. It's a rivalry. They can't, <laughs> yeah, they can't stand each other. We got Mike Smith doing Mike Smith stuff. We got a whole lot of fighting. The coaches look like they want to fight each other. It's just chippy. chippy <laughs> yeah, chippy. I was it's very like, chippy. I'm looking at the coaches. I'm like, ain't nobody smiling. Ain't nobody yelling. They got stoic faces. They shooting ugly glances. And, you know, they're not some of the most handsomest guys on the planet. Those coaches are, oh, they sure aren't. And I'm like, oh, boy, this, this could get real ugly real fast. Moving right along, let's talk about the PGA Championship. Scotty D, who won it? Well, last month in the first major of the year of the Masters, the hottest golfer on the planet, Scotty Scheffler, won won the tournament, won the first major. This weekend, who I feel is the best golfer on the planet, Justin Thomas, won the PGA Championship. But it didn't happen the way that I thought it, it might happen or even the way I was hoping it would happen. So I, I last week I told you I thought Rory McIlroy would be the winner. I thought it was going to be his turn to win it. And he got all the gates hot and then just – and couldn't could he was the first the day one leader uh wills altors was the day two leader the day three leader is mito Pereira. ever heard of him because i haven't Mm-mm. this dude's a rookie has he's from chile never won on the tour obviously you know he's just just a new guy and i didn't want to see him win i was rooting against him because i've seen this happen in majors before rich beam and ben curtis and on hill cabrera and chad campbell mike campbell, guys who 
win, get hot for one weekend, and then you never really see or hear much from them ever again in their careers. And meanwhile, you watch guys like Lee Westwood go out there week in, week out, year after year, and come away empty-handed. I, so I don't root for these flash on pan guys. Now, this Pereira may go on and have a great career. Like I said, he's a rookie, but I didn't want to see him win the PGA Championship his first time out. But the dude would not falter on Sunday. He started the day with a seven-shot lead on Justin Thomas. And Thomas grinded it out and grinded and didn't play his best golf. He grinded to a five under. And then Will Zalatoris on the final, on 18, has to make a key par putt to get to five under, and he does, leaving Mito Pereira at six under par. All he has to do is par the final hole of the tournament, and he is the PGA champion. And he hits his tee shot into the water. So he takes a drop, and he hits a second shot past the green. So now he has to kind of chip it and putt it just to make a bogey and get into the playoff, and he is unsuccessful. He chips it off the green, and two putts coming back for a six. And... I couldn't have felt more bad for this guy because that's not what I, how I wanted to see this end. I, I wouldn't have minded seeing him blow up earlier in the tournament, but for this guy to be this close to having the Wanamaker trophy and not get it and not even get the opportunity to play in a playoff. I, I, I felt bad for the guy. I, tr I truly did. And um, so it went to a three hole playoff between Zalatoris and Justin Thomas. And on the second hole of the three hole playoff, JT makes an incredible shot, drives the green, on a par four, two putts for birdie, and then he he holds off Zalatoris and wins. So Justin Thomas, I think right now is is the best golfer in, in the world. I think he's I think he's number one. Um, you know, I still got Scheffler like his, at the top of the list, and John Rahm, Brooks Kepka, Colin Morikawa. These are your these are the guys I think are the most elite right now. But I think I think Justin Thomas is the best of the best at this moment. But it was just a crazy way to see this tournament, and I. I like I said, I, I was not rooting for this guy to win, but you got to feel for a guy. I think he's 24 years old, and, and hopefully he'll be back in that position again. But to, to be that close, he goes down in history as a guy who coughed it up on the final hole of the tournament. So unfortunate for him, but um, as the second PGA championship for Justin Thomas, what made this one even more impressive was the fact that I wasn't there. And when he won his first one, which was down at Quail Hollow in Charlotte, I was there and I kind of feel like I was his good luck charm for that on that particular day. And he broke out for his first ever major win. So <laughs> Justin Thomas gets it done in the PGA Championship. You missed a good ending there, fellas, on that one. You missed it. I thought the I thought overall Sunday was kind of uneventful for the most part. It wasn't the most exciting tournament. You know, they, they kind of nobody really was really making moves, but Justin Thomas is quietly kind of crept up the board there was in a position so that was it next major next month uh u.s open we'll see if old tiger shows up for that one he he, he was hurting bad on saturday blowing up and couldn't get through it but <sighs> it is what it is yeah everything everything um reports showing that he's not going to be at the u.s open he's going to um, save up and try to rest up and recoup and be ready for the open championship which is a better, but he has a better chance of competing in that one, I think. Yeah, it was one of those things where you could you could see on Thursday that he was he he was walking with a camp. and so like it's 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 just tough, and just and also on top of that, just to show you how tough um, Thursday and Friday, I mean weekend golf as is Thursday and Friday, at after Thursday and Friday, the leader had 
was nine under for the yeah. tournament. And the winning score was five under. And so that just shows you Saturday and Sunday were no joke. Yeah. Well, the, the weather conditions drastically changed. Oh, yeah. they, they were hot on Thursday and Friday. And then I think the temperature dropped like 30 degrees on, over the weekend. And all the heat came to New York. <laughs> <laughs> Why was it so hot? And then, the, I mean, you got all them tall buildings. So you ain't got no wind. It's just ridiculous. Like, why? So they just, I mean, New York City, they just said that we don't have enough people in New York. We're just going to keep building up. We're going to block yeah. out. I mean, this, this is hot. And you got you got to watch out for the monkey pox. They might have been up there too. Oh, the, don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't, do, don't do that. And for, and Nobody, of course, of, of we first, don't want monkeypox. The first reported incident was in Florida. Go figure. That's a whole nother. See, Amtrak, Amtrak, I'm, I'm going to bring it back this time. But yeah, Justin Thomas is widely regarded as one of the best um, golfers um, right now. Rory McIlroy was, good Lord, he was hitting the, he was hitting the crap out of the ball off the, off the tee, almost to the point where he was getting too close to the hole where he wouldn't have a lot of spin control and stuff like that. I thought this was Rory's one to win, but then round three came and he was like, okay, hey, where are you going? Where is you going? Come back here. Rory, I was rooting for you. He putted terribly on Saturday too. He just wasn't yeah. making any putts. So, I mean, it's one of those things like Rory and Justin Thomas both shot four over 74 on the third round. But um, Justin Thomas shot 67, 67, 74, 67. So, I mean, he poured it up. He, he did exactly what needed to happen on Sunday. So, Justin Thomas, that's off to you. Ah, got to love golf. Is there anything else we want to talk about? Because I've never been so happy to be in Fayetteville. Wow. <laughs> AC in the water because it was hot. Yeah. You can't you, you can't be that. Well, after this little quick break, we'll come right back and talk about the event. Well, not the event, the skirmish, if you will, that happened between Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher, and Deion Sanders. We'll be right back. And we're back here at the Sports Bowls podcast. Um, before um, we went to break, we did mention about this thing going on in college football between Nick Saban versus Jimbo Fisher. And somehow, Coach Pratt, Tad, D.I. Sanders, baby, watch that big foot, Chad. He got caught up, in it, caught up in it, too. So, fellas, what in the hell is going on? We got Nick Saban on a public platform or, you know, at a, somewhere in Alabama with a microphone in front of his face. Talk about some Texas AM. Uh, they'll bar every player on their team. And then somehow Deion Sanders and Jackson State got drugged into it. He said Travis Hunter, uh, Jackson State paid him a million dollars to come play. Deion Sanders said, I don't even make a million dollars. What in the hell is going on in the world of college football between NIL deals and Nick Saban versus Jimbo Fisher? Scotty D, start first. <laughs> It's it's just it's complete insanity, and I I knew this this nil stuff was going to cause problems, and it has just made college football and 
enormous mess. I mean, not even counting those guys. Pitt had the, maybe the, the one of the premier receivers in the in the country last year. He's gone. He's going to USC because they're going to give him three point five million dollars. You remember when you used to get in trouble if you bought a bought a guy a sandwich, and now mm-hmm. you can just treat him like a free agent and just and 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 how long till Nike and Under Armour and these guys start getting involved? And Phil Knight says, "Well, here's a hundred million dollars. Get the best players to Oregon on my on my dime." You know, it's 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 getting absurd. And Saban had a, was trying to make that point, and he should never have done it the way he did it by dragging Dion's name in in in, in Jackson State, and he should never have brought Texas A&M in it because now Jimbo Fisher says, well, of those eleven guys we got, only one of them had an L- NIL deal of these early signees, but that's just that, not even counting like the 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 booster bank that these guys are probably going to be drawing out of, and Saban's big thing is probably well, you know. This is not going to be fair now. He said before you had the rules with the guardrails up and all that, whatever, whatever he said to that effect. He he knows that guys are going to go to other schools because Jethro and Abe, the boosters up in the hills in Alabama, aren't going to be able to come up with the same kind of money to pay people as Southern Cal and Texas and probably Michigan and Ohio. These People are going to go all in with their money. It's it's not going to be fair. It's turning into one giant cluster mess. It's turning uh-huh. it's turning bad. It's 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 getting bad. And it's getting bad very quickly. And like I said, just only a matter of time before you just start seeing um, Under Armour say, "We're going to need some players to to go to Oklahoma, or we're going to need some guys to go to Michigan, or we're going to need guys in Florida." And these and it, it's going to it's going to go that way. You know, it is at some point where it's just what I mean, Jordan Addison from Pitt. There were so many receivers got drafted in the NFL this year. He might have gotten taken further down the line. He might be making more playing for Southern California next year than he would have had to get drafted in the NFL this year. He might have been a, a, a fourth or fifth round pick. Probably not. He'd have probably been higher. But you, you understand what I'm saying. Now, college guys, they're going to be saying, man. I got any eligibility left because I'm going to make more in college. Than I am in the NFL in my, my rookie year. It's a mess. Be live. This is, this is stuff you like more than I do. So t- t- tell oh, me oh, something. Oh, oh, hold on. Wait a minute. And then no point in time did I say I like it. I No, no. I mean, I mean, I mean, college, college football. football. This oh, stuff, I, this I stuff. got you. And this, this whole, this, all this I, business is more interesting to you. And I, I've never been a fan of college football because of the, the politic and the stuff. And just when I started turning the corner on it, it, this is going on, and, and yes. it's, it's, it's frustrating me very much. This is the, the reason that I enjoy college football so much is literally being taken away from me before my very eyes. The because it was, yes, because yeah. these guys are playing with heart. They're playing with emotion. They put, they put the emblem on their, they put the emblem on their chest, on their head. They're representing that school with everything that's in their being. That's what made college, um, college sports, especially college football, pure. And now you have this. Mess. I'm gonna go ahead and say this, Scotty D. I understand you was throwing you throwing some hot fire out there. I'm 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 gonna help him out real quick. When it comes to Nike, they're gonna try to get um, um players to go to Oregon. When it comes to Under Armour, they're gonna try to get players to go to Maryland. 
on a hard on a right, right, right. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. But uh, at but... some point, at some point, but some point they're going to want to do brand expansion too, and say, oh, of course, we want, we want, we want some guys at Texas A and M. Let's give them some. Money. You know what I mean? It's and and in the NFL, this kind of stuff is leveled out by a salary cap. Are we going to have to have a salary cap in college football? It, I mean. It's going to... Like right now, I'm just saying if I'm Gatorade, I'm pouring all the money in the like, come on. The formula yeah. is a, is terrible right now. But um I just want to know this is my question. You know me, I think outside the box. What was happening with them Aflac commercials? What was that? What was that with Prime Time and Cub Saban? They were doing those commercials together. Is that how you really feel oh, about me, yeah, Nick? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Is is that how you really feel? Okay, I see you, you dirty old bastard. <laughs> yeah. He's sudden he's sudden the guy in the, in the black cap now. But here's here's the thing that I like. Here's the thing that I don't understand. My coach, all Rosalie to dabble, he said this a long time ago, and oh, they gave him hell. Oh, you don't want the players to get anything. Oh, they deserve to da 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 blah, blah blah blah. No, he was for players making a little extra money off of their name, but he saw the writing on the wall and where it would be corrupted. That's exactly what's happening. And now you're throwing names out there. You're saying that these players are now bald. You're looking at NIL deals. The first thing I look at at a, as an um as a Clemson fan. And it, it soured my taste on NIL to start with. Was the um, our quarterback got a huge um, NIL deal with um, um, Bojangles, Dr Pepper? I forget the other one, but he had like three different deals. And he goes out and like it took him like eight games to get over a thousand yards passing. This guy was horrible. Yeah, he Once was. He got a little NIL, like yo, you were favored <laughs> for the Heisman. What happened? <laughs> That's what, that's what soured me on NIL deals. You're giving these kids money that are, that are completely unproven, completely. Like, you're, you're literally looking at a high school film. You're looking at a high school film and saying, this guy deserves to have $500,000 because what he did against kids that are half his size because he hit puberty before these kids did. Come yes. on, this is, yes. this is that's exactly what's going on right now. And it's, it's mind blowing to me. And just it's also mind blowing to me what boosters like these these um adults that have all this money and they like good lord, they're corrupting the sport in such a bad way just because but they now but now they're not. Now it's legal. But it's 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 more like that's the again. That's what makes it worse now because it's legal. Yeah, it's, it, it, may, it makes it because the NCA is not going after him. The NCA is kind of passing the buck. Aren't they going to like let Congress take a look at this and and see? Mark, em- Mark Emmer know, is a piece of crap. He is the just like he literally he made this mess and say, you know what, I'm done. He yeah, he made yeah. he made this he's, mess. He's like, I, he said, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm ready to go. I'm trying to retire. Yeah. Cause he, cause he knew it was gonna be a mess. Well, the thing about it is, he created the mess. This should have never gotten to this point. If you're going to do something, you have to have an outline to a T. There were so many loopholes when this NIL deal came out, and now you got top paid lawyers. 
that read through this mess. Oh, I could do this, 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 that. I could say, oh, it's coming from this guy over here, but it's actually from the school because this guy graduated from the school. But just because he graduated from the school doesn't mean this money is coming directly from the school. So I'm just going to, this guy's going to funnel money for the school, but it's not through the school. These guys are looking through every bit of law, looking through the lines, and they're like, man, it's ridiculous. It should never, if never have gotten to this point. Yes, I want players to be able to make money off of their name. Yes. If you put your name on the back of a jersey, you go out there and you perform. Yes, you should be able to make a little change. But when it comes to these contracts, before you even put the name on the back of the jersey, you're signing these kids the contracts before they even played eight. They haven't even set foot on a college field. Nope. That's not what, that's not what football is about. They haven't even set foot there, and you're paying these kids, and then, God forbid, something goes wrong, you get hurt, and then guess what? Because that same little 18-year-old kid that trusted his life to some shady 40-year-old, and what, what, um, what was um, what Joel, um, Joel said it, where this, this guy that's a convicted felon. Yeah, yeah. Is a freaking, yeah. This is the, yeah, it's, it's going to get much worse. And now what's happening now is that the NCAA is trying to backtrack the lawyers are already involved. Like, oh, it's too late now. You try, you try to um, dial back this. We're Juice going to out, soon. baby. Mm, we're going. We're going. It's going to get ugly. So, um, Nick Saban um, should should have word, worded it better. Yeah. Um. Everybody else that got um talked trash about Dabo Sweeney, eat your crow, because he was right all all along. Professionalism of college sports. It's, it, you, it's gone out of it's out of control, and it's really not much that anybody could do about it without serious consequences. Oh yeah, we're and gonna. It's it's and it's also it's gonna it's gonna take the ball out of uh, Dabo's hand and Saban's hand. Guys that are trying to recruit just on on selling yourself to the school and selling the program and selling the system. Yeah, oh coach, I would, but I'm gonna get I'm gonna get another million extra. If I, if I go down to Texas A&M, then if I do if come to play for Clemson, I mean, what <laughs> recruiting is going to be a whole different ball game now. Yeah. I mean, and, and the transfer portal, it's, it's free agency. Let's just call it what it is. It's free agency. Yeah. I, know, it's, I was just thinking that today. I was like, damn, I said, here we are. I never thought of time in NCAA football, college football, that the transfer portal would act as a free agent type, you know, What's the word I'm looking for? Free free agent, whatever I'm looking for, y'all know what I mean. Yeah. Oh, we agent, get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A free agent platform. And now you got name, image, and likeness. Barely one year in, and this is where we're at now. By the way, yeah. um, Alabama and Texas A&M play each other October the 8th. And Jimbo Fisher was not too happy. He, he just, no. he was like, he was like, I think from, from what I heard, Jimbo Fisher caught wind of the news and like the very next day or early that morning, we going to have a press conference. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, and I'm, I'm, where, and why, I, why my name came up out of this, this yeah. out of the blue. Wait, wait a minute. Yeah. I'm, I'm over here recruiting player. Yeah. I got some, I got some five stars coming here. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm coming for you. And yes, I beat you last year by a field goal. Are you bitter? Are you sad? Yeah. There's not enough salt in the Atlantic or the Pacific Ocean for how salty you is right now. Come on, bro. Salt Bay. 
How many? Hey, how many memes you want me to throw at you, bro? Yeah, come on. There's I'm, more. There's way more seasoning than uh, than salt. I'm telling you, kosher salt, sea salt, salt and pepper, pink, pink <laughs> Himalayan salt. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm just saying now, now it's at the point where you're just throwing people names in there. Like Dion said on the tweet, I don't even make a million dollars. And Travis Hunter, he reports on the tweet, he was like, I'm making a million dollars, but my mom is in a two-bedroom house with three kids. Like, is and 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 we all know, you know, there, there ain't millions of dollars flying around in Jackson State. Although Deion Sanders said, um, Jackson State did help bring in 30, I think he said $30 million to the city of Jackson, Mississippi. So if anything, the city is making money off of it. And okay, this- and, and it's not the kid's fault. No. It's not the kid's fault. You can't blame the kids. If, if you're if you're going to give them a chance to make a million dollars or zero, it's <laughs> a million. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick. Yeah. yeah. Let me go ahead and make this quick me. Yeah. And then, and then like, I, yeah, exactly. And then you just got Jimbo Fisher. He was like, yeah, you want to call Nick Saban God? Well, ask God how he got the, got the God status. You want to call him bizarre? I mean, oh boy. I thought, yeah. I, I thought the Nas and Jay Z beef was something, but Jimbo Fisher was spitting that hot ether. He was like, mm-hmm. I don't, he, he was like, I don't F him no more. I don't talk to him no more. If I see him, I'm going to knock his ass. Oh, he's not walking it back either. He's not walking it back. Yeah. It's no. been a week now, and 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 he's we, not oh, walking back. And Saban kind of is. He's trying to put the the kid gloves on now, but it's too late. He's he's already oh, ringing the bell. Yeah, we, we we know what you what you we know what you was trying to say. Yeah, and when you said it, like you well, boy, yeah, Nick Saban. Oh man, October eighth, we will yeah be watching. I guarantee. You. Do what does Clemson have Texas A and M on the schedule this year? No, I don't think they do. I I, yeah. I have no idea, but yeah, but Jimbo Fisher was like, I've never seen another grown man get into another grown man like that. He was like, hmm, huh. He said, I know, I don't want to work for him again. I'll never work for him again. Why you think nobody <laughs> don't ever work for him no more? And Jim, I mean, I don't know. If Jimbo didn't have his coffee or his grits was cold, but he was going O F F off. As we get to recording this, I'm gonna go watch it again because I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I mean, uh, and uh, let's just say that Jimbo Fisher is the um early recipient for the Sports Bowls podcast. I took that personal award. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right, fellas. With that being said, according to my watch, which is fully charged and works, what's going on with Naomi and Sasha Banks? Anyways, <laughs> guess, guess what time it is, fellas? What time is it? What's going on? Uh, oh. Besides eight o'clock on a Monday. Oh, <laughs> oh! I'm glad you asked. It's time for our favorite portion of the show, the choices of the voices. With that being said, hey, old button, hit it. Choices of the voices coming right at you. And now our favorite part of the show, the choices of the voices. Once again, thank you to the wonderful and ever so loving Miss Button for introducing our favorite portion of the show. You heard the woman. It's Choices of the Voices. She ain't got no right, no reason to lie. We've been doing this thing for 150 plus episodes. It's our favorite section of the show where we ask you the questions, you give us some answers, and we are going to talk about it. 
And with that being said, Scotty D, what's on tap for this week's choices of the voices? All right, we asked uh, of the four preeminent stars left in the NBA playoffs, Luca, Steph, Jimmy Butler, or Jason Tatum, which one would you rather have? Now, my 15-year-old nephew, big fan of the Dallas Mavericks, he said, Luca, I'm going Luca. What else do we get here? What other answers do we receive here, Eddie Cool? All right, Scotty D's nephew said uh, Luca. Also, the Scotty D's nephew, what's his name? Jack. Jack, uh, we're going to get, we promise, buddy, uh, we're going to get some more content on the YouTube channel. <laughs> and uh, we might even have you on the podcast so you and B Life can talk <laughs> about you guys' top 10 because so you guys may disagree or disagree, but it'll be good to have you on the show, Jack. <laughs> Shout out to the nephew of the Sports Bowls podcast, Jack, for chiming in. All right. All right, so here we go. We have Uncle Max. He said, I wouldn't know. And Scott, do you love this one? He's having too much fun watching the United States Football League. We we really read that answer. Yeah. Oh, uh, Uncle Max. <laughs> yep. Oh, Uncle Max. How? Uncle Max, I got <laughs> one in the I got one uh for later for you. Oh boy. Here we go. <laughs> got one in the chamber. Yep, here we go. Uh, real quick, USFL standings. Uh, we got the in the North Division. We got the Generals at five oh, and one. Come Stars on. at three and three. Panthers at one and five. They ought to be zero and zero and six as a firing that boy for the pizza and the uh, cold chicken. Um, I'm sorry, one and five. There's Jeff Fisher team and the Mallers are one and five. They ought to be zero and six for firing that boy for the chicken salad and the pizza. And down in the dirty, dirty South, we got the Stallions at six and zero. Breakers four and two. Bandits three and three. And the Gamblers at one one and five. And that's been your USF. L update. Rodney O'Neill. Rodney. I'm Bell. embarrassed for you. I'm embarrassed for you, Eddie Cole, for having done that. Real quick. Uncle Max, we're here for you. Uncle Max get Uncle Max left the door open like Bruno Mars and I flew right up in there. Here we go. All right. Back to you. Regular schedule program. Rodney Bellman, he says Luca got that wild factor. And he's only 23 years old. If I had to pick today, I'm going with Luca. What is he on? He is a problem. He can take smalls on the block and can shoot the bigs out the gym. So Rodney Bellamy, he rolls with Luca. Okay, fair enough. I, I, I can understand the answer. I can understand it. All right. Luca Don is it Donkic or Donchich? Donchich. Donchich. Okay, Luca Donchich. All right. What, what he said. Yeah, Donchich. Donchich. His mama cute too. Um, Maddie Ice Martin Tracy. He says, "I'm pretty sure Luca's father is Larry Bird." There is no other explanation. So, of course, my pick is Luca Bird Jr. <laughs> and somehow he links it back to Boston. Right back to Boston. <laughs> Shipping him up to Boston. Um, there's that, the comparison is absolutely there. So yeah. I could definitely, definitely um, rock with that. Matty Ice, not a problem with that. All right. So, yeah, yeah. Good answer, good answer. I can roll with that, too. All right, next up, we got Joy Buggins, Joe Gaffigan. He says, I'm going with Steph Curry because he's the greatest shooter and he can facilitate as well. Luka is tough, but Steph is a proven winner and is most likely going to get championship ring number four. Mm. Calling out right. Steph Curry getting the ring. I hear you, Joe. Already. And I'm, I'm going to go ahead and apologize ahead of time um, to Joy Buckets um, because – Due to unforeseen circumstances with American Airlines, um, a, a flight to New York City ended up being a road trip 
and I did get a chance to ride through the DMV. I was on um um the on the GPS or my mom liked to refer to it, the GPS. Had us rolling through the Baltimore <laughs> Washington Parkway. I thought about you as I was riding through. As my, um yeah, it was it was it was a fun trip, fun trip. But yeah, it was sliding through there. I'm chucked up the deuces for Joey Buckus. Um, one day I'm gonna I'm gonna stop in there and we're gonna do a little shoot around once my back heals because I'm old and I'm hurt. <coughs> and it was hot. It was hot in New York City. It was really really hot. It don't make no sense. It was so hard. And you walked 13,000 steps. So you see, see, wow. see there's certain stuff that we say off the air. And see, there you go, bring it up. See, was that, off the air? was that off the yes, air? Yes, it was off the air. I don't remember. Okay, I'm sorry. Ladies I'm giving you me. credit. I'm giving you credit for walking 13,000 steps. That's a lot of steps. People do that on the regular. It's basically well. just. Right. But you did you, it where it was hot. You did where it was. It, hot. it was very, it was very, very, very hot. Survive. <laughs> you survived, yeah. all right, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode number one hundred and fifty-eight of the Sports Bros Podcast. All right, all right. Quinn Evans. He said Jason Tatum can play both ends and is younger than Jimmy. Mm, okay. okay, one for Tatum. I like it. Right. But Jason Tatum be doing this though. It seems like how he goes to Celtics go this postseason. Absolutely. And so, I mean, Jason Tatum can, I believe he can be that dude. Like, Mm -hmm. like if you get a little bit more consistency out of him, he could be the face. So, Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't see, I don't see anything wrong with this answer at all. And I do like the, I like the two, um, the two way factor. That is definitely, definitely um, something that I agree with wholeheartedly. Um, I'm also going to take this moment. Scotty D, I appreciate you when you asked this question. You wanted an answer from the three of us before the series got into play. I appreciate Correct. that. Yeah. I appreciate that. So this we did not waver from this when we um, give our answers. But, of course, I got some things that I'm going to say about my choice. So let's, let's work it out. Let's work it out. Eddie Cool, it's your thing. I don't know what I'm doing. All right, cool. <laughs> it's all good. Shout out to Uncle Max, Rodney, uh, Matty Ice, Joe, and Quinn for their participation in this week's Choices of the Voices. Scotty D, who you got? Okay, so like as B-Live said, just so our, our people who are listening know, um, after I asked this question last week, I knew, I, I didn't think about how we were going to have a whole week of playoff action that could sway our personal opinions. So last week, just as a, right before the playoffs started, we texted one another our answers. So we're giving you the answers that we chose a week ago. And the one that I chose a week ago was Steph Curry. And I chose him because I just feel like he makes the Golden State Warriors. Now, you can make a case that they all do – that without Luka, the Mavericks probably don't even make the playoffs. I, I, I think that would be a fair assessment. And – um Maybe the same could be said for the other two guys, but with Steph Curry's experience and the fact that he's the greatest shooter in the history when it comes to shooting three pointers, I, I just I, I think he is his in his championship experience. I think he's the guy that I would like to have out of those four today in the in the current situation in the current playoffs. I think he has that it factor, that leadership factor, that he just makes the team. He elevates the team just by being on the floor. He makes the rest of the guys. Maybe Clay Thompson is just another great three-point shooter, but with Steph as his teammate, he's also one of the 
greatest of all time when it comes to probably top five to 10. Clay Thompson's name has to be up there. And I think a lot has to do with being pushed by Steph. It's like these two have, you know, have that, like the, like the old Braves pitching staff. They used to, they used to push each other to be better. Smoltz, Clavin, those guys, they used to, you know, by being great, they brought out greatness in others. And I think Steph Curry has it. I wish he would stop chewing the mouthpiece thing, doing that, that mouthpiece <laughs> up the side. That, 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 that's a little bit irritating and aggravating, but, but, Ste- but Steph here. Curry, I, yeah. And, and I know he's not necessarily the defensive player of the year, but right now Luca is very deficient in defense. I think he needs to, I think he needs to take elevate maybe in this offseason, Luca needs to elevate himself a little bit more to maybe being in better shape. I don't I mean you can't really make yourself a lot faster than he is, but there are ways to improve yourself in in other areas of the game. And Luca is an absolute beast. And I think a lot of people probably would pick him more than anybody coming into this. Like if I would ask this last last week, I think he would have been the immediate answer coming off the previous series of knocking off Phoenix. But um, I, I don't really feel like there's a wrong answer here, that, that, but Steph is my personal pick, and he's the one I chose a week ago. Be live. Well, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this with caution. And I want to, I want to apologize to all of our listeners that um, participate in the Choices of the Voices because when they type out their answer and put it on the post, it becomes boom, pow, it's right there. They've sent it out. That's their answer. And all kinds of silliness can happen after they put up their answer. And then we joke about it, a.k.a. Um, Smooth as Star Walker, J.R. Speaks. <laughs> we actually, the three of us, we get the luxury of we hear the question and we let an entire week go by. And then we can actually choose our answer at the very last second after research. Me, I'm going to take this opportunity because I said during this week I wanted to change my answer. But my answer was Luca. It was. It's going to still be that way because I'm going to stick to it because I'm going to give um, our listeners the voices. The sound. I'm going to um, hold myself to the same regard. I wanted Luca because he just is all around his play as far as, especially on, on the offensive side of the ball, he's a, distribu- he's a distributor. He's a facilitator. He's almost unstoppable on the offensive side of the ball. And what he's done in this playoff has been nothing short of magical. But if this dude complained one more time about anything and (laughs) doesn't get back into the play, like I've seen him complain about fouls left and right, and just he won't be, he won't even go down to the other side of the field on um, the other side of the court to play defense because he's talking to the referee complaining about a foul. And then he now he's over here flopping when he clearly got dunked on. I'm over here like, bro, <laughs> come on. And so that's the one thing that a lot of players have said about Luca and his personality. He does whine quite a bit. So I'm over here like, bro, come on, you gotta stop this whining. You, you just got here. You just got here. Don't start come on. This. Let's say, come on, bro. I had your back. I'm, you you could be that dude. I agree with you, Scott. If he tones it up, he, I mean, he could be he could be unstoppable. Like he has you know, that talent level that he could. I mean, yeah. I think one thing we're maybe forgetting when it comes to him too 
and, and I didn't even realize is that the guy's 23 years old. Yeah, he's 23. very, very young. He's very immature at this point. I mean, you, you you see guys on TV and you're like, man, they're these great athletes. And you forget sometimes that they're kids. He's 23. Which one is it, though? Which one is it? Because a lot of people um, acclaim him and his early success. The fact that he was already a professional at age 18. At this point in time, after five years of being a professional, whether it be in the European ranks or being in the NBA, this, that maturity should already be there. But but as a person, you you, 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 you need you, you. I mean, I ain't I'm gonna do, I'm, I ain't I'm gonna do nothing. I mean, he, you're, he gonna, gonna, he stop you're gonna be a lot. You're gonna be a lot more mature when you're when you get to be my my age. And just think how mature you're gonna be when you get to be Uncle Max's age. Like he's way more mature than us. The way we, the way after, after me walking around in New York City this weekend and how hot it was, I don't think I'm gonna make it to Uncle Max's <laughs> age. I, I think I died three times this weekend alone. So I don't know. I'm, so I'm not even gonna joke. I'm not even gonna joke about Uncle Max anymore because shoot, I'm probably not gonna make. Well, I'm, I'm a tribe, but good. Woo. See, oh, yeah, you, you, know, you have the you have the offseason get mature and in shape, just like Luca. So there you go. Yep. <laughs> Luca, yeah, I'm needing to get bro. Quit, quit crying all the damn time. Yeah. Say what I said. Good lord. Eddie Cool, what you got, what you got for us? I'm gonna have to say Steph Curry. The city of Cleveland hates him, but personally. I like Steph Curry. I'm going to tell you why. Because he has the underdog story of going to Davidson, nobody not knowing who the hell he is. He's the son of Dale Curry. The first few years in the league, he gets hurt. And then that one fateful night in Madison Square Garden back in 2013, Chef Curry goes off. And that's where his legacy started. And then after that, they started winning championships or beating people left and right. I mean, you can add like the the Cleveland and Golden State series to one of the to the annals of great NBA series of all time. Like, I know for a certain point in time, NBA ratings was they, you know they they tend to do this. But soon it was LeBron versus Steph, LeBron versus Steph, LeBron versus Steph. A new team, Golden State Warriors. Oh, we got LeBron. He goes back to Cleveland. He's done all he done in Miami. It was must see TV, and just to. See Steph Curry just do what he does on a yearly basis, except for the last two years where they missed the playoffs and he got hurt. Now they got Klay Thompson back. Golden State just finds a way to win. And that's why I'm picking Golden State to win it all again this year because I don't think nobody can stop him. But Steph Curry is just that guy. I mean, he can shoot it, turn his back, look at you, go nan-nan-a-boo-boo. And what can you do? (laughs) Nothing. You can't do nothing. You yeah, he can get a shot off anytime he wants it. Anytime. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna say this for the listeners. Um, you heard it on the same episode that Scotty D trashed the way basketball is of uh, today. Everybody just hucking and chucking threes. And then he, in the same episode, he picked Steph Curry, which could be the originator of hucking and chucking up the ball. Um, so the same episode is one. Tr- sure true, the story. The li- true, the true story. The listeners heard heard that um that, that um. <laughs> Uh, hypocrisy that came from the money man. True story. Everybody tries to be like Steph Curry and they can't. I want to be, I want to be like Steph. That's why the (laughs) NBA is going down the toilet because they all try to play like him and they can't. But I I want him to be on my team. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Steph Curry. Steph Curry is the originator. Yeah. He, Steph Curry is one of one. 
He is yeah. most definitely one to one, and he has championship experience. He knows how to get there, and he knows how to get it done. So that's why I'm rolling with Wardell Stephen Curry. His first name is Wardell. How country in North Carolina is that <laughs> damn name Wardell? Anyway, shout out to everybody for this week's participation on Choice Little Voices. Scotty D, what's on tap for next week? Well, actually, we're gonna give you two weeks. Two weeks, yes. We're going on a break. We're going on a next hiatus. Week. Yeah, no sports next podcast. week's Memorial Day. Yeah, no also, sports uh, podcast for Memorial Day. So we're gonna chill and relax. You should do the same also, thing. So yeah, so y'all just gonna tell me this on the air. Okay. I must have missed that. I must have missed that meeting. Oh my I, my back was hurting because it was hot. This no, weekend, we told so you I, this, I missed them. We told you this in the group chat. Yeah, we okay. I got that's where I got the memo. Yeah. Okay. Well. All right, well, yeah, two weeks from now, but yeah, what, 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 what was the question? What, what we got? What's on tap when we come back? Okay, well, actually, Eddie, cool, you gave me a lead in a, a couple minutes ago with a phrase that you used. You said, must see. And a couple years ago, we asked who your must see athlete was at that time. It's been, I think, three years now since I've asked that question. So I'm going to re ask that because times have changed a little bit. We have some new listeners. Eddie, you need some redemption because you picked Ricochet the wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> so he was and, and I, at the time. I made fun of him. He's the intercontinental champion. Okay. He got a belt. <laughs> so you got you got two weeks to come up with somebody better than Ricochet okay. for your must see athlete. So we are going to do a uh, a rerun and ask you who right now is your must see athlete? Who makes you walk by the TV and say, wait a minute, stop. I gotta watch this. I gotta watch this person. Uh Golf, throw a baseball, hit a baseball, throw a football, whatever. Uh, flip over the top rope. Maybe Eddie goes back to Ricochet. I don't know. I think I picked Tiger Woods at the time and B-Lab. I think you picked uh, Israel Adesanya, if I'm not mistaken, who's still yeah, one of the is, – is still the champion at least these few years later in the UFC. So that's who we're going to talk about in two weeks. Must-see athlete. That'll give us something to talk about. In case you need a reminder, two weeks is 14 days, all right? So go out, have some fun, <laughs> celebrate Memorial Day. If you're popping firecrackers, don't wind up like JPP, all right? With that, and with that being said, see you next week for Choice of the Voices. Coming up next is a round of pepper. Do not sneeze. <laughs> Okay, boys, let's bring it home with a round of pepper. Well, you heard the woman, it's time for us to go home and get what I call the hell up out of here. But before we go, we got to give it to you, a round of pepper. That's right. You know how we do it. Three topics, rapid fire style, kind of, sort of, not really, here to enlighten, engage, and then most importantly, entertain. And with that being said, I'll go first. On this day in history, back in 1935, the first Major League Baseball night game was played in Cincinnati, Ohio. The Reds went on to beat the Philadelphia Phillies with a score of 2-1. to one. Baseball under the lights is now more common and very much enjoyable, especially, yes. if, especially if you're in a hot weather city and it's been hot all damn day and you got you a 7 o'clock night game. Yeah, sign me up for that one. Over to you, Scotty D. All right, I'm going to stick on the topic of baseball here. There's some rare stuff going on this season I wanted to tell you guys about. Uh, so the immaculate inning is the one of the, the very rarest things in baseball. We talked about that before. That's whenever a pitcher records 
three outs, all strikes on nine pitches. Strikes out three guys, three pitches each. Mm. This happened um, recent, most recently on April 17th. Nestor Cortez of the Yankees in the fourth inning against the Orioles pulled this off. That is the 104th time that has ever happened in baseball history. Even more rare, as we talked about last week, the Pirates beat the Reds 1-0 last Sunday the 15th, yet did not get a hit. That is only the wow. sixth time, the sixth time in Major League history that a team that has been no hit wins a game. Even more rare than that, Red Sox pitcher Nathan Eovaldi Against the Astros on May 17th, gave up five home runs in one inning. Mm. Five in one inning in the second inning. That is the third time that that's ever happened. And then, even more rare than that, Albert Pujols of the Cardinals pitched in a 15-6 win against San Francisco on May 15th. He gave up four runs. He joins Babe Ruth as the only player ever to pitch in a Major League Baseball game and hit over 600 home runs. And in a season that saw the Yankees, Mets, Angels, and Dodgers all in first place at the same time, this is the rarest of seasons. Maybe the Pirates have a chance at the World Series after all. Be live over to you. Speaking of the rarest of seasons, I think I think it should be unanimous, um, Eddie Cool that Scotty D does a segment um, on the air while we're, um, while we're recording um, with the glasses on. That, that glasses. has to happen. That's with the glasses. I was like, is he bringing out the glasses for, yeah. for this pepper? <laughs> These are dollar general readers is what I got on right now. But man, you guys are actually clear. Look at this. <laughs> this is... This is Sports Bros Podcast in high definition for the first time for Scott Donnelly because he's got his wow. glasses on. <laughs> Look, those damn glasses. Hey, man, push them up a little bit. <laughs> you be looking over the top of them like this. <laughs> what you saying is funny. What you saying <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, man. Ah, let's do this right. Ladies and gentlemen, we've gone, we've gone slap happy at the Sports Bowls podcast. Go ahead, be live. Uh, my pepper point, my pe- my three pepper points this week, they're all going to be centered around my trip to the Big Apple, New York City this weekend because I got to take in quite a bit this weekend. It was it was a lot of fun. It was adventurous. A lot of things happened. But one thing I think um, some of us grew closer as friends while some of us were looking like, hey, hey, um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to Neither here nor there. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm say I'm gonna, I said what I said, but I greatly much appreciate my boy Sammy Smokes for introducing um, this place to me. Um, my pepper point number one: we're gonna go across the pond a little, a little bit when it comes to the Premier League in soccer, and I got the chance to see um, both matches. Um, they happened eleven o'clock on Sunday. Um, the determine who was going to win the Premier Cup championship, where we, um, I got to see um, Manchester City going against Aston Villa and Liverpool. It is a Liverpool bar go, um, that we were at going against um, Wolves. And this was at the Brazen Tavern in New York City. And when I tell you this is a Liverpool bar, this is literally like this is I felt like I was at the game. I loved every bit of it. Scotty D, get your life together. Best way I can say Liverpool is this. Liverpool bar. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. They have they have they have stars from all over the nation, different football clubs um from all over the nation. I saw one from Seattle. We added one from Raleigh. Um supporters from all over the nation, all over the world. So man, it was a beautiful thing. The place was covered in red. Uh, it was a beautiful thing. Unfortunately, good lord, it was such a seesaw teeter-totter event. Um, watching both of these, um, because at the end of the day, Liverpool needed um Aston Villa to beat Manchester City and Liverpool to win in order for Liverpool to win the uh, Premier League Championship. And Aston Villa was up by two goals, man. And Manchester City had to score three goals to win the Premier League, and that's exactly what they did. The place was ecstatic when Aston Villa was up two nothing. Liverpool was still tied with Wolves. They scored. Um, they scored their second goal. This place is ecstatic. But by the time Liverpool scored their second goal, Manchester City had scored three goals in a row to take over the game. Manchester City, they are your Premier League champions. But it doesn't matter because next, this coming Saturday, Liverpool versus uh, Real Madrid for the Champions League title, May 28th. Can't wait to see it. I'm going to be at Patty's Irish Pub here in Fayetteville, North Carolina to watch that. And I got to prove pay time off to watch the game. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. You'll never walk alone. Eddie Cool, the ball. I walk alone inside this bit of danger. <laughs> oh, my bad. I had a teach moment. I'm sorry. I was like, that is not the song, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is. Oh, man. All right. My second pepper point is about hard knocks. No, it's not about the Detroit Lions or AKA the fighting knee biters. Okay. Coached by Dan Campbell. It is about the in season edition of hard knocks. Um, Last year was the Indianapolis Colts. This year, it'll be the Arizona Cardinals. All right. Um, According to um, CBS.com, the NFL section, the Arizona Cardinals will be featured on HBO's hard knocks in season in 2022. Hard Knocks will still run its traditional preseason series focused on the Detroit Lions that will debut August the 9th, but will also be completing a midseason series with the Cardinals beginning in November. All right. This is going to be pretty interesting because we got Kyler Murray and his contract issues. All right. Will he be playing by that time? Will he not? Then we also got the six-game suspension of DeAndre Hopkins for PEDs and everything else going on in the desert. All right as far as the Arizona Cardinals go. So, uh, yeah, the Cardinals, they've been picked for the in-season edition of Hard Knocks on HBO. Over to you, Scotty D. I did not catch it last year when it was on the midseason, but I, I always enjoy the preseason edition, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, you know, we are headed in a world of – cable TV is not going to be as important as streaming and other platforms, but we're not quite there yet. In the past week, the Buccos, the Pittsburgh Pirates, your favorite baseball team, they played on YouTube, Apple TV, and Sunday morning at 11.30 on Peacock. Now, in Western Pennsylvania, an uh, area rife with Catholics, the Buccos playing at 11.30 in the morning on Peacock is probably not going to draw a ton of watch uh, people watching. For those who did watch, the Buccos rewarded their fans when after being down 18 to nothing in the ninth inning, scored four runs 
off of catcher Yadier Molina. So they didn't get shut out 18-0. They only lost 18-4. to Maybe they're not going to win the World Series after all. Let's go, Bucks. Be live. Over to you. <laughs> Damn glass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. My second pepper point. I actually watched this. Um, this was in my hotel room. It was a beautiful thing. My body was hurt. Um, and I, I didn't feel like moving because it's hot. It was hot in New York City. But it was good, good, good. Um, good sportage going on because I got to see my Clemson Tigers women's softball program go against Auburn and win one to nothing. And that set the table for them to win their regional tournament this weekend and now head to the Super Regionals round of 16 in college softball. Mind you, the Clemson softball program has been in existence since 2020. It's only two years. This is their third season. And in just three short years, they go from um, just starting up the program to winning the ACC championship last year, to now going to the Super Regionals for the very first time. Clemson softball, ladies, do what you do. They they pitched two no-hitters this weekend on their way. Now they're going to face Oklahoma State to see who goes to the College Women's World Series. Eddie Cool, the ball. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait. Scotty D. Scotty D. This Bart Scott impersonation. All right. So uh, my third and final pepper point. Um, if you live in the Northeast Ohio area and you're a fan of high school sports, stay tuned because I-90 Sports, ran by myself and my color commentary partner, Dave Rivera, will be doing a high school football schedule release, particularly in the Lorraine County area. Um, teams from the Southwestern Conference, the LC8, and also the GLC, um, and Sandusky Bay Conference as well, too. So um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. So uh, if you haven't followed us, check us out on Twitter. Um, at i90 sports and also check us out on instagram as well too at i90 sports and there should be a podcast coming soon i90 sports check us out sports bros is my baby my always and forever but also love doing what i do so much to i'm gonna do this thing i90 sports so check us out this coming weekend when the schedules drop on memorial weekend over to you scotty d all right best of luck to you in that one eddie wish you all the best with that yes sir um, so, you know, in the NFL, rule changes are common. The NFL is fluid. Bud Grant, who was a, who, who a former head coach of the Vikings, 95-year-old Bud Grant, he, was, uh, he graduated in Uncle Max's freshman year. He uh, was also a four-time winner of the Grey Cup, the Canadian Football Championship. He has some ideas for some rule changes that I think you might really uh, – the NFL might want to take into consideration uh, three big ones. One, he thinks that we should get rid of the fair catch. No more fair catches. Just, you have to have a five yard cushion like you do in, in, in Canada. Um, the return you give him five yards, but you cannot just say, nope. Um, 
player safety not on the top of his mind. Also, because the NFL, who wants to eliminate kickoffs, Bud Grant thinks you should push the kickoff back uh, to the 30 yards. And when you kick off, if you decide that you're not going to bring it out of the end zone, you don't get it at the 25, you get it at the 15. So you have to run the kickoffs back. He said players are getting hurt anyway. They get hurt on every other player. There's always a player injury. And the, the one that I seem to enjoy the most, as far as the suggestion, he said, I, I would complain to people of the idea the trailing team is out of timeouts and the fans are leaving and the quarterback starts kneeling down. He says people are saying nothing can be done about this. And he says, yes, there is. The team on offense has to make a yard or the clock stops. <laughs> so there's no kneeling down with the other teams out of timeouts. You have to get a yard. The other team has to stop you or the, the clock is going to stop. So he is forcing the team that it has the ball and the lead not to sit on it. You still have to at least turn out a yard. You still have to pick up one. So player safety, not as important to Bud Grant as it is to the NFL as more interesting football. Hey, I like it. I say we put uh, Bud Grant on the competition committee. Be live. Over to you. I, I love every bit of that. <laughs> At 95 years old, I can see him. I can see him right now. That old boy, school, baby. Is, 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 is old school. It. It's too so I done made it through all this and everything. <laughs> I, all I had was a leather helmet. Right yep. here. You, see finger. Finger. you see this finger? You see this finger? You see this? Man. Oh. <laughs> Let me finish this off in style. Third and final pepper point coming from you, coming to you from New York City. Oh, baseball is a beautiful thing. You see all kinds of different things happen. And but really being at the game when these things happen, like a lot of people saw on television um, when it was the Yankees versus the White Sox. And you saw a little tussle, a little talking, a little mouthing going on between um was it um Tim Anderson and then I think oh no, it was actually was it um I think it was Josh Donaldson. He was at he was um he was at um he was um hitting and the catcher was like hey hey player hey you ain't gonna be you ain't gonna be doing too much of that um jaw jacking as people like to say you ain't gonna be doing too much of that he ain't like what you said and you keep doing it we gonna have some words well I happen to be at Yankee Stadium when the melee broke out Sports Bros podcast <laughs> exclusive 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 God here's the thing. It was hot. We was actually about to leave because what the thing about it is with um you can actually get tickets to a Yankees game without getting seats. So you could be there's general admission and they actually have like um it's a Mastercard um something deck. I ain't got time for all that. But either way, it's hot. It's really really hot. Sun was just all on my forehead. But and so we were actually we were just gonna be there just because we wanted to go to the Yankees game. And literally as we're headed out, they were, we were like, oh wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm over here, I'm looking at the game and everything. And there's a couple meetings of the minds. Then next thing you know, a couple more players come from the infield. Next thing you know, bitch is clear. And then oh, 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 hey, 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 where y'all going? Come back here. We're coming back here. <laughs> and then next thing you know, you see the bullpens there. I'm like, melee. I like, oh. This is happening. This oh, what, what's going on? Can't see because they're on the other side of whatnot. Come to find out that this is all stemmed on a 2019 interview where Tim Anderson called himself the modern day 
Jackie Robinson because he wants to reach out to the youth of today. Baseball does not have that much representation when it comes into the African-American community. And so he was basically, he wants to be that voice. He wants to be, he wants to reach out to the community. Well, Josh Donaldson and his, um, in his infinite wisdom took that as he wanted to take jabs at Tim Anderson. Hey, what's going on, Jackie? Hey, Jackie, how you doing, Jackie? Oh, you're the modern day Jackie. And Tim Anderson was not feeling it. And Major League Baseball is not feeling it either because Josh Donaldson has been suspended for a game for his comments, his remarks, et cetera, et cetera. Bruh, be careful what you say. And not everything is a joke, Josh Donaldson. Was it racist? I go into a little too far with that. I'm not gonna go, I'm not gonna go down that rabbit hole. But the fact that I got to see the melee, I got to see the bitches clear at a Yankees game in New York City, even though it was hot and my back was my back was hurting, it's all good because stand for your rights, stand for your beliefs. And I love the fact when your teammates got your back, hey player, you're gonna have to kill you're gonna kill all that Jackie noise, or we're gonna put some paws on you. Gotta love it. Yankee baseball. It was a good time. <laughs> Yankees fans are loud and proud, by the way. Just to let you know, loud. They are very, <laughs> very, very loud. It was all a good time. I did not break out my Braves mask at Yankee Stadium. I really wanted to do it, but I, I think it would have been a little bit worse than when I was at the Pittsburgh Clemson game in my Clemson jersey. I think it could have been much, much worse. So, and my back was hurting, and it was hot. So I really it was hot. So I didn't feel like fighting nobody. So and, and, and let the record show that on the episode that I complained about three point shooting and chose Steph Curry, Be Live noted that Luka Doncic is a complainer. Yet complained about the heat a good dozen to fourteen times. Uh, I iron am not. Uh, I am not a. I am not a professional athlete. That's not. That is not my job. It was hot. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. I complain. Luca, you get paid millions and millions of dollars. Do your job. Get back on defense. Me, I get paid zero dollars and zero cents. Um, somebody needs to change that. Um, head and shoulders. So waiting on my check. Scratch my head. Make get back into it. But yeah, it was hot. Lakers, Cowboys. Did you, you really? Did you, did you, you already did the Yankees? You, did you, you really? Yankees. Did you really just uh, yeah. say that just a bit? Oh yeah. my! Well, you brought the Yankees. I had to go the rest Lakers, of the way. And in closing, oh, Lakers, Cowboys, <laughs> Yankees, and Penguins. I was. Yeah, I, was I, I I, I kind of said it earlier. I'm like, is anybody gonna pick up on it? Well, did, did a little Pirates and Pit Pit football tonight too. So we had a, I we had meant, a great I meant, show. I'm I'm great into show. Pit football, but good lord, but. Uh, all roles lead to Dabo, and I fulfilled that, so I'm good to go. He really Dynasty just said, dancing, Dawn Staley. Hey, I gotta get, I'm, I gotta get where I fit in. Lord, y'all ain't finna do this to me. He, he really just said Lakers, Cowboys, just to fit them in the podcast. This is unreal. I, I'm, I'm done. I'm gonna so, miss you next week. I just had to give you a little taste <laughs> for next week. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. Happy, Happy Memorial, Memorial Day, y'all. And um, and in closing, this has been another episode of the Sports Bowls podcast. But and in closing, do something nice for yourself. And if you can do something nice for someone else, they'll greatly appreciate it now more than ever. Please be a blessing, not a burden, because good lord, there's enough burdens going on in the world. Be safe this weekend. No drunk driving. Call a friend, call a neighbor, that don't leave the house, call an Uber. Have a cookout. LA got some sense. 
Um, if you're going to go on vacation, don't complain about the gas prices. Just be happy you got a job to pay to get the gas and to go on a vacation. Like I said, be a blessing, not a burden. See you next week. We'll the week after next. We're going on a hiatus. It's been another episode of the Sports Bowls Podcast. I'm rambling incoherently. Be live. Take us home. 9-11 Memorial was absolutely beautiful while I was in NYC. Memorial Day. Remember those that are falling. New York. New York. See y'all in two weeks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Love you. Bye. Hey, it's Eddie Cool here from the Sports Bros Podcast. And do you want some more of the Sports Bros Podcast in your life? Wait a minute, don't answer that. The answer is yes. And I know you want some more of the Sports Bros Podcast in your life. Do us a small favor. Go to the description box, click our link tree link, and you'll see all the links on how to follow the Sports Bros Podcast. Once again, thanks for listening.